Hello, and how are you feeling? Welcome to episode four of Coaching from Not a Blue Tree with me, Gary Burns. This episode is all about the Wheel of Life, a really simple coaching tool which provides so much. The Wheel of Life is a visual representation of life, the wheel representing life as a whole, which is then divided into six areas career, family, relationships, health and fitness, personal growth and development, and renewal. Your reasons for approaching a coach for support can be multiple and varied. You may have a clear idea of what you want to achieve and are unsure of how to get there. You may be less clear about exactly what you want. You may have an idea that it relates to a specific area or areas of life, and you may need help working out what precisely you want to change. And you may simply have a sense that life can be better, more, and you are just not sure how. Irrespective of your reasons for coming to see me, the wheel provides a starting point, a chance for me as the coach to understand how your life is going and for you as the client, the coachee, an opportunity to take a step back and reflect on how your life is. We could, of course, in our first session, just start talking. I could ask you questions about your life, your past, your hopes and aspirations, and eventually we would start to establish what you might want to change. You might start to identify which areas need some work. And you may confirm that the specific aspect of your life that brought you to our coaching sessions is exactly what you want to address. This would, though, take time. And time costs you money. Good for me, though, as the coach, because I'm being paid by you for my time. And there is also a risk with this approach that you go off on tangents, distracted by random, potentially unhelpful thoughts. And again, this is using up your valuable time, which is costing you money, and may actually serve little or no purpose in identifying what you want to change. The Wheel of Life does therefore provide focus, a starting point, initially to establish how satisfied you are with each area. The Wheel allows us to quickly check on how much balance there is in your life. Are some areas going really well when others are not? And are the areas that are not going well the result of you focusing on one or two areas at the expense of others? The wheel builds a picture. A picture of your life. Another benefit of using the wheel is that while the six headings are deliberately generic, it's easy to quickly hone in on what the real issue is within each area. For example, in career, you may be feeling dissatisfied. And by simply asking what aspect of your career is leading to dissatisfaction, you can start to drill down into the real reason or reasons. The benefits of the wheel don't stop there. It provides a focus for starting to frame plans and goals around what needs to happen to increase your sense of satisfaction. And additionally, we can use the wheel to start to focus on your values, on what is important to you in each aspect of life. So, in a relatively short space of time, you have a sense of your levels of satisfaction across all areas of life. You've started to frame, albeit loosely, some plans and goals to improve those levels of satisfaction. And finally, you've considered your values in relation to those areas. This, in turn, may give you further ideas as to what you want to change and achieve, all in one session. As I said earlier, the wheel is a visual representation of life as a whole, subdivided into six areas, career, family, relationships, health and fitness, personal growth and development, and renewal. 
and I think it's worth exploring each of those areas in a little more detail. Career, of course, relates to the world of work. You may call it your career, your work, your job. It's your wheel, so use and adapt the label to best fit how you see it. If you're not working because you're still in education or you've taken a career break or you're off long-term sick and your plan is to start or return to employment at some point in the future, then continue to use the label of career or work or job. And this is the same even if your only plan is to take unpaid work, voluntary work. The only time that career or its alternatives are no longer appropriate is if you're done with employment and have no intention of returning to the world of work. This could be through retirement, which includes medical retirement, you may have other financial means, which means you have no need for a job, and so on. My usual suggestion in these situations is to change the label from career to retirement or vocation. The family label can mean different things to different people. It can be upwardly linear, encompassing siblings and parents. Equally, it can be downwardly linear, with partner and children. Our family may be linked by blood and genetics, by partnership and marriage, through fostering and adoption. It may be those friends we've drawn in close. It may be us and the pets we've brought into our lives. It refers to whoever you would describe as family. And even if there is no one who you would use that label with, you still have a sense of satisfaction about your family or the lack thereof. Relationships are all about intimate relationships. Partners, spouses, husbands, wives, lovers, girlfriends, boyfriends, or of course, no one. And again, it's about satisfaction. Satisfaction with being in a relationship, satisfaction with not. Health and fitness is pretty much what it says on the tin. When considering this area of life, it is though important to consider your physical and your mental health and fitness. Our physical and mental well-being, while affecting us very differently, are so interlinked we cannot consider one without the other. Personal growth and development is an interesting area. It's what we do to keep ourselves up to date, what we do to expand our minds, what we do to challenge ourselves physically and mentally. It's about making sure that we don't settle, that we avoid that fatal rut. It can be the small stuff of reading and keeping informed. It can be bigger stuff around learning new skills. It can be about having hobbies and interests that challenge and excite us. And finally, renewal. What do you do to renew, to recharge your batteries, your me time? There's a lot of research out there which very clearly indicates that we do ourselves no favours by neglecting this. And it doesn't need to be a huge amount of time. Although if you can, go for it. We do though need to set aside time each day, each week, each month in which we give ourselves space to just be. And this can be spending time on meditation or mindfulness or religion and faith. Spending time in nature, having a hobby or interest in which we can just lose ourselves. Exercising where that's the only focus. It's all about taking ourselves out of the daily grind and doing something in which the only gain is feeling recharged and renewed. And a couple of things to note. There is, of course, some overlap with the six areas, which is unsurprising given that life itself rarely, if ever, sits into neat, compartmentalised areas. We do, though, have to use the wheel as a focus and think about each area in turn, rather than looking at how they intersect and interact. And secondly, 
life fluctuates and changes. This means that the results that we get are always just a snapshot of now, and it's important to remember this. So how does the Wheel of Life work in a coaching session? We start by establishing your level of satisfaction with each of the six areas. So very simply, how do you score each section on a scale from 0 to 10, where 0 is not at all satisfied and 10 is completely satisfied? No half numbers, just a whole number from 0 to 10. How do you feel about the scores? What do you notice? What surprises you? What were you expecting? I then ask you to identify one or two things that you could do to increase the score in each area by one or two points. So, for example, if you scored a five in a family, what one or two things could you do to move that score to a six or a seven? You don't need to be too specific at this stage, just a general idea of what would increase the score. And it's possible that some of the actions are the same or similar across two or more areas, and that's okay. Once you've done that, I work with you to elicit your values for each area. And remember, values are what is important to you, and this is not about actions or things. Basically, if you can put it or do it in a wheelbarrow, however uncomfortable that might be, it is not a value. We're looking for things like satisfaction and challenge, teamwork and fun. Money is the only exception. And my next podcast is all about values, so if you're looking for more detail, that will be the episode to listen to. By eliciting your values at this stage, you will immediately get a sense of if your values are being met. If they're not, it will help explain your lower levels of satisfaction. It may confirm the actions you've already proposed as a means of increasing your level of satisfaction, and your values may also suggest additional actions you can take. So, by now, you have a list of 12 plus actions you can take to increase your sense of satisfaction in no specific order. Take those actions and put them into three different lists. The first list is which which action, once complete, gives the greatest impact on your life, through to the one which has the least or smallest impact. The second list is which action can you complete the quickest, through to which one is the longest to get done. And finally, a third list from the easiest to complete to the most difficult. What you end up with are three lists, all with the same actions, yet all actions considered from a different perspective. As with all of this, there are no right answers, only the answers that you've given. And you now have to decide where to start. I usually ask people to pick three or four actions that they want to work on first, but there is no hard and fast rule here. I've had some clients tell me that there are a few actions which they can do almost immediately, so they do those and then we look at what's left. I've had clients focus on the most challenging or the one which will take the longest and only work on one or two. It's about being honest and realistic. And once we have a starting point, we turn these loosely formed ideas into well-formed goals. And you'll need to listen to episode one if you need reminding of what well-formed goals are all about, and in particular, how to write them while at the same time reminding yourself of the reasons for the well-formed approach being so important. So. From a simple wheel which represents life divided into six key areas of life, you have a measure of satisfaction for each area. You have the values linked to each area and you have two or three loosely formed ideas for each area of what you can do to improve your levels of satisfaction. Further to that, you've looked at those actions from three different perspectives, greatest to least impact, the quickest to the longest to complete and the easiest to the most difficult. 
You have chosen which of the actions to start with and you've turned them into well-formed goals. All from that one simple wheel of life. The wheel of life, simply as a measure of satisfaction, is something that we can use whenever we want. It means that any time that you're feeling out of sorts with life, any time you wish life could be better, any time you've had a bad day, you can very quickly focus your mind by deciding how satisfied, on that scale from 0 to 10, you are with each of the six areas of life. Career, family, relationships, personal growth and development, health and fitness and renewal. If one area feels to tap into that negative feeling you have, it's probably the area to focus on. More importantly, the Wheel of Life provides us with a tool to focus on life, to take stock, to review where we are. It's a tool which shows us what's going well and what could be going better. It directs our attention to the steps we can take to increase our feeling of satisfaction and concentrate on which actions are in line with our values. And if we follow the process, it gives us the first steps to take in life, which we feel more satisfied and more in tune with what matters to us. In the context of the coaching relationship, we very swiftly move from vague feelings of being out of sorts and there being something more to life to a very clear picture of where we are now and where we want to be. With a roadmap of actions, some of which we've turned into well-formed goals. The Wheel of Life has given you, as the coachee, a tool which has allowed you to focus very quickly on your life and it's given me, as the coach, invaluable insight into your current model of the world. Importantly, all of the work can be done in a couple of sessions, saving time and allowing us to dedicate more of your time to addressing any barriers to your success. And if you want any additional information about the Wheel of Life, check out the resources section on my website, notabluetree.com. So, as you think about an exciting and compelling future, and as you take the first steps to get from where you are to where you want to be, just imagine how the wheel of life can help as you learn more, change what's unwanted and develop new behaviours. And you know that it makes sense, don't you? <laughs>